What's up, everybody? Richard back today with another episode of the Warped Report. And hey, listen, I won't lie to you. This week, there's not a whole lot of hard-hitting news, but that's why I saved talking about the Ice Nine Kills record, Welcome to Horrorwood, from last week to this week in the event that this happened. So I think with that out of the way, let's dive into the news that we do have this week and this is obviously the lead story. You've seen this all around the other, uh, you know, news outlets and whatnot. But Lamb Goat also has it as well, which I love Lamb Goat, by the way. Lamb Goat does a phenomenal job kind of curating the news for this metalcore or core scene. Whereas, you know, other sites, Metal Injection, Metal Sucks, they kind of focus more on the legacy bands and that's okay. But anyway, we're going to be talking about Cannibal Corpse, which is a little bit outside of this. But I think that this is a, a big enough story in a sense that we, you know, we should talk about it. So... Cannibal Corpse frontman Corpse Ground is named removed from World of Warcraft over homophobic remarks. So, for those of you unaware, I'll say this myself too. I've been playing World of Warcraft off and on for since 2006, 2007. And um, Corpse Grinder is also a World of Warcraft fanatic. Um, so, he's been playing for a very, very long time. And he actually had a character in the game named after him, named Gorge the Corpse Grinder. Um, and it's located in Garrosh's Landing and Borean Tundra, which that's actually the, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, that zone right there um, was like the first zone, one of the first zones that you went to during the Wrath of the Lich King expansion. But anyway, um, it has since been renamed to Gorge, uh, to, uh, sorry, to Annihilator Grek Lore. So um, this is interesting because there's a few things at play here. One, uh, Blizzard Entertainment, who are the company that make World of Warcraft, they are under heavy fire right now. Uh, you know, they're being sued by the state of California for some just horrific things that have been said that have been going on within the company. And let's just say, like, yeah, we're not sure if they're true or not, but if they're getting this far with a lawsuit from the state, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, there's things such as, you know, people doing... Um, cubicle crawls and you know inappropriately touching people it's bad it's really bad stuff um, if you want to you can look into it it's a lot of it is very 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 bad and um, a lot of it actually resulted in some very sad things including someone taking their own life so it, it's bad so what they're doing here is they're making a stand on this, you know, however small this is, they're making a stand here and changing it. And this comes because Corpse Grinder back in 2007 was in an interview talking about the Alliance, which is a faction in the game, and he plays Horde, the other faction in the game. And, uh, you know, he drops some, uh, you know, not some terms that aren't you know very kind, especially when you look through it uh, through the 2021 prism. I'm not saying that you know they were fine then and they're not now, but let's just face it. Back then in 2007, you know some of the words that he used, such as you know he called them the Homo Alliance, um, that was pretty common. And then he also dropped the the F word, um, you know, for um, people of the LGBTQ community, uh, you know, not the FU word, but the FA word, if you know what I mean. So, um, of course, that is that word is not okay under any circumstance and, you know, probably wasn't okay back then. But, again, I mean, that was a word that was commonly used back in 2007. Um, you know, at the time I did the math, George, uh, he would have been, you know, 37. So, yeah, you know, he's probably a little bit older. He probably should have understood 
Um, you know, I said it back then, but then again, I was, um, 14. So it's one of those things, man, where it's like, listen, this happened in uh, 14 years ago. I think that we should, you know, move on from this personally. Uh, like again, this is just changing a character's name in a stupid video game. I mean, it's not really a big deal. I'm saying that this, if this were to cost him, you know, monetarily or anything like that, then that would be an issue that I would have personally. But in this circumstance, it's Blizzard trying to save their behinds. They look horrible in the media right now, so they can change a character's name to try to get even a modicum of points. So be it. Whatever. We'll move on. But next up, we're going to talk about Trivium. In the Court of the Dragon premiered at, uh, well, debuted rather, in the top 75 in the Billboard 200. That is awesome for them. So it says right here, the new Trivium album in the Court of the Dragon has debuted at number 71 on the Billboard 200 with first week sales of roughly 11,000 in the United States. Of the tally, nearly 9,000 were pure sales. And then it says here in parentheses, each sale is one CD or LP or one paid album download or 10 paid single track downloads. And it also says here, meanwhile, in the Court of the Dragon landed number five, on the top current albums, number five on the top album sales, number eight on the top rock albums, and number three on the top hard rock album charts. So then it goes on here to also talk about some uh, some previous works here. This marks their eighth consecutive Trivium album uh, to debut in the top 100 of the Billboard 200, dating back to 2006. Notably, however, In the Court of the Dragon is the first of those eight to debut outside the top 35 in their smallest first week sales number since 2005 album Ascendancy. So that's interesting. Um, I think, I think obviously a big part of that too is obviously streaming. I'm not saying that that is, uh, the sole reason here, but, um, you know, with streaming, it's, it's obviously a much different, uh, calculation to determine album sales, but still though, I think 9,000 pure sales for Trivium, it's pretty good. Of course, we know Spirit Box, um, another band that recently charted really high. They charted at number 13. But obviously, you know, Spearbox is probably a little bit more accessible than Trivium. But nonetheless, congratulations to those guys. They've been around forever. I enjoy the band. And uh, number 71 is not bad for a band that plays, you know, like the type of music that they do especially. So let's move on now, though. We have uh, Lorna Shore, Cabal, and Distant are going to be touring the U.K. This looks like it is six dates um, going uh, at the end of January of 2021. So that's really cool. Lorna Shore getting some more love uh, as before, you know. I think this, lo this looks like a tour that they're going to be doing prior to going out on tour with Bring Me the Horizon. So a nice little warm-up there for them with Cabal and Distant. Next up, Every Time I Die premiere new music video. So this was pretty interesting. I checked this out on stream. This is a new Every Time I Die track titled Thing with Feathers. Uh, this really reminded me a lot of like a Queens of the Stone Age uh, type of song. It was it was still had that Every Time I Die flair, but it was definitely a lot more chill and relaxed. And, um, you know, very aesthetically pleasing imagery here with the Los Angeles skyline, as they mentioned here in the post as well. I thought it was just a super nice visual to look at. Um, but this was interesting too. This actually just came through, uh, you know, just as I was, I was scouting around for news to talk about today. And we talked about this a while ago, but Lotus Eater, you know, they disbanded after some sexual assault allegations, but Lotus Eater's drummer launches a new band. Love is noise. So 
This comes three months after the end of Lotus Eater, says drummer Cameron Humphrey has resurfaced with a new group dubbed Love Is Noise. It also features Tom Mellon. Uh, the Alpha will release their debut single on uh, November 5th, titled Deja Vu Without You. I'm sorry, that uh, wording there kind of messed me up. It said, debut their, their debut single on Deja Vu Without You on November 5th. Okay, maybe Deja Vu Without You is an outlet or something like that, maybe, based on the wording. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but anyway, the quote here at the end says, To be at this point means everything, says Humphrey. Time to rock the world. I mean, a very poignant uh, message there from them guys. But this was also cool. I know we just talked about Lorna Shore. Um, you know, get probably a little bit of a warm-up there before they go out with Bring Me the Horizon. Well, Bring Me the Horizon, they're going to be playing not fast, but before that, they're going to be, they announced a quick little show at Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A. So if you're in L.A. on November 3rd, make sure you head on over to uh, go see Bring Me the Horizon. And actually, tickets went on sale today at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So at the time of this recording, they've been on sale for just a couple hours now. Um, so, yeah. If you're in the L.A. area, go to Whiskey Go-Go, and you can see some uh, some Bring Me the Horizon. Pretty cool. But anyways, as we wrap this up, I did want to talk about the Ice Nine Kills record because I know that we did not last week. And um, I thought this was a great record from Ice Nine Kills, personally. Um, I gave it an 8.8 out of 10, 88%. I loved it. I think I have some notes here that I wrote down. My top three tracks on this were at number three, Funeral Derangements. I, I was close with Assault and Batteries, which I really love that track. Number two was Worst Vacation. I love that track. Uh, super creative in terms of you know all the, uh, the German accents throughout. Um, I love that track. And then Take Your Pick was, I think, I, at first I was going to put Worst Vacation as my favorite, but as I thought about it, Take Your Pick was my favorite with actually a Corpse Grinder feature. I thought that his feature was awesome. Uh, he was one of many features on the record, and I thought that his really stood out the most. It was a heavy track. Um, and throughout the album, very theatrical. Um, you know, and that's par for the course with Ice Nine Kills when you partner not only the music, but with their imagery through their videos. But what I really enjoyed about this album is that they made a point to have some heavy elements in the song no matter what, every song had a heavy element. It wasn't like any. It wasn't like a theatric core song that was straight through, like you know, higher like higher registers, clean vocals, or anything like that. They made it a point to go heavy at some point in every song, and I thought that was awesome. And to me, I got I gave it an eight point eight out of ten. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a really great record. Will it crack my top five? It's going to be close. I mean, there's a lot of other great albums that have come out this year. But nonetheless, um, I'm looking forward to some more videos that will come out to kind of string this story along for Ice Nine Kills. Welcome to Horrorwood because we're kind of left with a little bit of a cliffhanger. We don't know what's going on. Are they going to arrest Spencer? Is he the guy? It seems like the detective uh, knows it's him, but they're just trying to get evidence together. But we'll have to find out um, what will happen. And I'm also looking to, forward to any deluxe edition that they'll be coming out with, which I'm sure they will. They did with the Silver Scream uh, three years ago, which, by the way, that just recently turned three years old. So lots of cool stuff with Ice Nine Kills Beyond the Music that I think is what really gets you invested into them and their product. And I'm looking forward to how that will go. But anyways, with that said, guys, thank you so much for watching this week. What do you think of this stuff going on with Corpse Grinder? What do you think of Trivium? Have you have you listened to that record? Uh, what do you think of it? Lorna Shore, are you excited? Now, I know they got a lot of flack for going out with Bring Me the Horizon, but are you cool with them now? They're going to go out with Cabal and Distant. I mean, that's a little bit more up the Deathcore alley. What do you think of that Every Time I Die song, Thing with Feathers? I mean, I think that's a very different track. 
Lotus Eater, the new project uh, there, uh, Love is Noise. How do you think that is going to sound? I'm very curious to see how that will go. Are you going to be going to the Bring Me the Horizon show at Whiskey A Go-Go? And what did you think of the Ice Nine Kills record, Welcome to Horwood? With that out of the way, let me know all those thoughts, and I will see you in the next episode of The Warped Report here on the Out of Line YouTube channel. Peace.